Electric Friends, a Gary Newman podcast celebrating the tracks by a musical pioneer. writings, berserkers were people who were said to have fought in a trance-like fury, a characteristic which later gave rise to the modern English word berserk, meaning furiously violent or out of control. The Old Norse form of the word was berserk. It likely means bear shirt, someone who wears a coat made out of a bear's skin. So perhaps it was this kind of anger and stoicism that Gary Newman wanted to inhabit for his sixth solo studio album, named Berserker, in 1984. For this episode, we look back at the Berserker album and in particular, its lead single and title track. The single of Berserker was released in October 1984, a few weeks before the album. It reached a peak of number 32 in the UK charts, which was something of a disappointment for Gary at the time. The song is an excellent blend of 80s synths, high energy, rock guitars and a brooding sense of anger and paranoia. It is one of the first songs to start using female backing vocals, in this case Tessa Niles and Tracy Ackerman. Gary has also said that the album's sound was influenced by Trevor Horn's production work with Frankie Coast Hollywood, who dominated the charts earlier in 1984. The song is powered throughout with said Sharpley's pulsating drums and excellent guitar work from Russell Bell and Martin Elliott. The song sees Gary's dark vocals singing about something typically sinister, alluding to something that has changed his life forever, and is wanting to take someone in his life with him on his new path. Something or someone is coming for him, and he wants to escape on a new journey with his ideal companion. Like We Take Mystery before it, Berserker is a track that doesn't relent, and perfectly sums up the vibe Gary was going for when it comes to fighting someone or something. wrote about the meaning behind a Berserker project in his Praying to the Aliens book. He wrote, The Berserker album doesn't have a central character or a story as such, I was writing about being something or part of something fictional. 
Something that was dreadful, powerful, unstoppable. Something almost alien from what you're used to, which is coming your way. I was trying to create a feeling of only half-guessed-at menace. The songs had bits which were specific to me, but they were mostly weird fictional stuff about being cold, playing games with people, using people in very unpleasant ways, without ever saying what they were exactly. Whatever this thing was, it was big enough to change how you lived and strong enough to do with you whatever it wanted. One of the things about being a pop star is that we are the ultimate ships in the night, especially when on tour. We arrive, we're very important to the people who are there, we touch people's lives and then we're gone. The experiences are fleeting. For a while you're a big fish in a small pond and knowing how small the pond is, is what keeps the ego in check, but while I'm the big fish, I enjoy it. The Berserker lyrics are another aspect of that vibe. Perhaps the thing that was most instantly memorable about Berserker was Gary's choice of image, his most striking to date and probably ever. For the next year or so, Gary would appear in white and blue makeup, lipstick and all. He wrote, I got the idea for the Berserker image from a photograph in a magazine of a woman who'd been painted to look like marble. I wanted to do something that was very different from the black clothes or the gangster look. So for the cover, I dyed my hair blue, painted my face white, wore blue eyeshadow, blue eyeliner, blue blusher and blue lips. The clothes were white leather, again as a total contrast to my earlier black image. The name Berserker was actually inspired by the novel series of the same name that he read while at school by Fred Saberhagen. In this series, robotic self-replicating machines strive to destroy all life. These berserkers, named after the human berserker warriors of Norse legend, are doomsday weapons left over from an interstellar war between two races of extraterrestrials. They all have machine intelligence and their sizes range from that of an asteroid down to human size and shape or even smaller. The berserkers bases are capable of manufacturing more and deadlier berserkers as the need arises. And explaining the general sound of the album as a whole, he said, I was very happy with the album, which was an aggressively produced with hard electronic bass replacing some of the more fluid fretless playing of my previous albums. I started using sound as a percussion rather than using conventional percussion instruments. Berserker was also the last time I used a real drummer in the studio, although a lot of musicians layered their individual styles over the electronics, including Zane Griff who sang backing vocals on The Secret. The album was less conventional than Warriors. This was due in part to a new synthesizer, the PPG Wave, which gave me access to sounds that I hadn't had before. I started to work with Mike Smith and Ian Heron who called themselves the Wave Team. They were PPG experts and would fight with it day in day out to get the best out of it, since it was not the easiest machine to operate. PPG gave me the first real chance to get into sampling, and so I went out and about dragging drains and manhole covers across the ground, hitting anything I could find in search of the perfect sound. At one point we even tried to sample the carburettor on the Ferrari. You could hear it sucking in air, which I thought was a fantastic effect. I thought we were being very inventive, running around doing this weird stuff and turning it into music. Berserker was also the first album away from Beggar's Banquet. Disillusioned with record companies, Gary decided to create his own record label, Numa Records, give himself full control over his recordings, production and marketing. Newman was now free to take his music into a harder direction and without interference. But how did it do? He wrote, We had very high hopes for it, too high in fact because we massively overpressed. It was easy to see why though, we released the title track on the album as a single, it went into the chart at 36, we did a Top of the Pops and it moved up the chart a few places. At 34 this week, Pride in the Name of Love from U2. Agadoo from Black Lace is up too after 16 weeks on the chart. And Gary Newman with the title track from his new album, Berserker, it's up six. Number 32.
We assumed reasonably based on our previous history that the radio, always slightly reluctant to play Newman stuff, would now pick up on the song and start to play it. It was a chart single after all. Expecting the airplay to boost the sales of the record, we printed thousands more of the single and album. The pre-release orders on both album and single had also been good, so with the radio plays, we felt we were on to a sure winner. The radio just didn't play it. It was as though the number in the chart where Berserkers sat was in a void. The song was totally ignored by Radio 1, and for us it was a disaster. Not only was it a crushing disappointment to see the song ignored, but it also left us with a huge amount of stock that would remain unsold. We lost so much money on that first release, it all but ruined us. And Berserker as a single had various versions, and if you look at New Reference you can see the different releases, including a couple of awesome looking picture discs uh, which I'd love to get my hands on. The album's credits were Gary on keyboards and vocals, Chris Payne on keyboards and viola, Sed Sharpley on drums, Russell Bell on guitars, John Webb on keyboards and programming, Martin Elliott on bass, Pat Kyle on saxophone, Tessa Niles and Tracy Ackerman on vocals, Mike Smith and Ian Heron on the PPG, and it was produced by Gary Newman, engineered by Pete Bullman, and mixed by Pete and Gary, recorded at Rock City Sound Studios in Shepparton. And the album was originally released in two different length versions in the UK. The CD and cassette releases featured longer versions of all tracks, while the LP actually featured shorter mixes. And the album was not released in the US until 1998, when Cleopatra Records issued all newer records era Newman studio albums with altered artworks and additional bonus tracks. The Berserker reissue featured four bonus tracks, including extended mixes of the title track and My Dying Machine. In 1999, the album was reissued in the UK by Eagle Records. This version maintained the original artwork, but added five byte b-sides and uh, outtakes as bonus tracks. And unlike the US reissue, it included liner notes as well, and the album has since been long out of print on CD, and today second-hand copies are often listed for sale for 50 quid or more. And frustratingly, it's not available to stream on Spotify either, currently. Uh, Gary supported the album with a 19-date UK Berserker tour of November to December 1984, featuring a stylized high-tech Roman temple stage set to complement his white leather jacket and white makeup blue hair look. The tour spawned a double album, White Noise, in 1985, recorded live at the Hammersmith Odeon in December 84. And the same concert was captured on the video The Berserker Tour, both the album and the video released in 85. And in 2008, the video of the entire concert was released for the first time on the DVD Cold Warning. The Berserker song was arrested live after 1988 and wasn't performed again until 2012 when he opened the Machine Music Tour with it, uh, and the last time he performed it was in 2014 at the Hammersmith Apollo. And just looking at your comments about the song, uh, Andrew Westwood on Facebook said this album and image marked Gary out as weird and interesting once again when it arrived in 84. He'd begun to, to be eclipsed by the artist he'd given airtime to, but for me as a fan, Berserker proved him to have stepped ahead of them musically and stylistically. Newman was again the great innovator. 
Darren Cameron said, sleeping out on the steps outside Hammersmith Odin the night before the tickets for the Berserker tour went on sale and bagging front row seats for both nights of the tour at the Odeon. It was cold, damp, but far from miserable, with other noids keeping each other cheerful and playing music on a tape recorder while we waited. Happy days. Lee McFadden said, he once said that the Berserker album put off a lot of fans because they didn't like the cover. On the White Noise album, the live album, uh, at the end of Down in the Park, you can hear me shouting Hello Gary on the fade out. Brilliant. Uh, Jane Ann Dennison said, Berserker, where to start? What a fantastic song. I love it. The music is so catchy. I've been known to blast it at full volume on repeat. Probably my favourite Newman song ever. Howard Gibson said, My first Newman concert at Ipswich, a surreal moment where I just couldn't believe I was in the same room as Gary Newman. I felt that as well the first time I saw him. Uh, I was 15 at the time. Like many, been to so many Newman gigs and have never missed a UK tour since. Ian Charles said, My first Newman gig was the Berserker tour. I think it's a powerful live track with decent energy levels, but would actually stand up in today's lifestyle and the removal of the female backing vocals would improve it. Always rated the whole album, which was a big improvement on Warriors and this track in particular. Always thought it was about a Berserker warrior going off to battle. Stephen Forrest Dwelling said, Great song, but poor choice for a single, a little too stodgy. Unusual use of a sequencer for Newman and some wonderful big fat analogue sounds. The sample vocal was too close to relax for my liking. Um, I think The Hunter would have been a better choice as a launch single. Uh, Peter Siddiqui said, Love the album, I thought the image was so cool. Was contemplating having the blue hair dye. Um, however, by the time I decided to commit, I realised I barely had any hair left. <laughs> and would probably look more like a smurf. Probably a good idea, Peter. And on Twitter, Nat Lockwood uh, said, uh, I love the raw synth power berserker, but find it a shame that Gary doesn't actually sing more in the song. Definitely ahead of its time. Uh, I have Gary's berserker face tattooed on my arm. And she sent uh, a photo of that on my Twitter. You might be able to see it. Uh, and Joseph said, love Berserker, love the tour, only downside the blue dye I got from Oasis Market in Birmingham that was supposed to wash out in three washes, lasted two months. I fitted in quite well in McDonald's on concert night, but not travelling on train to work every day. <laughs> Happy days. Um, yeah, the lengths we go to as Newman fans. Uh, Paul Denman, rude chorus lyrics that I was too naive to get at the time. What are you talking about, Paul? <laughs> uh, brilliant song, though, and the last time I remember him being so popular with non-fans prior to his resurgence. And Tony J said, one of the one old band told me that this song was Gary Newman's attempt to get banned from radio due to the Come With Me lyric. Well, there we go. Just like Frankie's Relax. Um, I love the whole image and album. Uh, tour was uh, one of Gary Newman's finest. State-of-the-art lights and stage set up. Happy days. Uh, so thank you very much for all those comments. Great to read them out every every episode. Um, in Newman News, he recently completed his acoustic tour of the UK. I'm sure a lot of you attended at least one of those shows. I went to the first of the Hackney Church gigs. It was a really great show. I really enjoyed it. Totally different to his usual kind of shows. I love the arrangements of the songs, uh, the relaxed atmosphere, and uh, hearing songs you just don't normally hear, like Stories, For the Rest of My Life, Bleed, Crime of Passion. Um, and I thought the arrangements of Cars, Metal and Down in the Park were excellent. Um, on both nights at Hackney, my partner and I were there. Um, she handed out a lot of my electric friends' cars in the queue. I'm rubbish at talking to people, but she loved doing it. So thank you to anyone who took a card and said hello and said some nice things. Uh, if you're a regular listener or a new listener because of that, then welcome. Hope you enjoyed the podcast and spread the word. Maybe we'll see you again at a future Newman gig. And a thanks to everyone who's got in touch on socials and email recently with your kind comments about the show. It means a hell of a lot. Uh, please do give a rating and a review wherever you get your podcasts. It makes a big difference, so much so that on Apple Podcasts, the uh, podcast rose to a new height of number four 
in the music history charts and the top 75 in the overall music charts. That's very exciting. Let's see how high we can get it. Uh, you can follow me on socials, Facebook, Instagram, and TikTok, and X, all at Newman Podcast. And on the latter, you help pick a song choice today. Uh, I might often do a poll on there for what the next song should be, um, and this time Berserker won. So thank you for voting on that. And as usual, sending all your comments about the track. Uh, that's it for this episode of Electric Friends. Head to newmanpodcast.com for more, or email me newmanpodcast at gmail.com. But for now, take care, and see you soon. Podcast celebrating the tracks by a musical pioneer. pioneer. pioneer.